when the tent went up. Was that unbelievable in your medical career? Only a few months ago, the area I'm standing in was essentially a battlefield hospital. I'm in the parking lot here at Cedars-Sinai Hospital in Marina del Rey, California. It was a giant tent with patients being triaged inside, and Dr. Oren Friedman was on the front lines as medical director of the ICU. So there certainly were a lot of patients that were waiting to be seen. Um, of course, we're lucky to be in Los Angeles that it was feasible to have people outside, which because of the ventilation, et cetera, is going to be a whole lot um, better in terms of infectious precautions and transmissibility, and there's definite advantages out there. Um, but this particular tent here outside would have uh, been filled with patients that were coming in with various amounts of respiratory complaints and otherwise suspicious for, um, for having COVID that were awaiting testing and waiting to get into the hospital. Today, the big tent is gone. There's a smaller one in its place where a trickle of COVID patients coming in can wait until there's room inside. Most of the area today has been taken over by construction equipment to make the hospital quite a bit bigger. It's a sign of rebirth. The staff here sees it as new hope after a very dark period in their medical careers. Just the amount of patients that we had that needed uh, hospital support and certainly the amount of patients that needed ICU support, it, it, there's never been anything like that. I mean, that that's just such a, uh, such a huge number. We really never, never felt that way before. This is what you do. Was there a time when, when even you were scared and confused and not knowing what, where this was going? You know, and I look back on those early months where we didn't even know how to test for the virus. We certainly didn't know how to treat the virus. We certainly didn't know how infectious the virus was and how easy it was to transmit. Um, it was it, it, it was overwhelming, uh, I think, for any anyone in the healthcare field. Um, you know, however, we relied on each other. We relied on as much of the literature that was coming out, you know, and... We formed groups and committees of people that constantly reviewed the literature and the latest um, that was coming out of the, uh, from, the, from, the, from the science of it, and we continually adopted. But I don't think any of us have ever been in a situation where we had so many people that we were taking care of with a disease that was so novel. Um, and with the information that was just coming out like sort of at lightning speed. Dr. Friedman has a unique perspective. A pulmonary specialist, he saw what was happening to patients' lungs early on in the pandemic. He got COVID and struggled to recover. And he went to New York during the height of spread there, witnessing the horrors of COVID running rampant in a large population. You know, the last two years have been the most challenging time for anyone, certainly in my generation, in, in, in uh, pulmonary and critical care medicine. In some sense, when we all look back at it, it's, it's a bit like uh, being in an alternate universe. Um, I don't think any of us ever uh, saw so many patients coming in with such a volume, um, certainly of one particular disease, and certainly none of us ever saw the healthcare system so impacted and, and so overwhelmed. Um, so... I think it's going to leave a, a, a permanent mark, I think, in all of our careers. And I think moving forward, we're never going to quite be the same. My fellow Americans. In the early months, so much was unknown. The virus was spreading so rapidly without a vaccine and without many precautions being taken, and many were dying. Today, the World Health Organization 
officially announced that this is a global pandemic. COVID was killing in Italy and in New York. In mid-March of 2020, President Trump declared a national emergency. Predictions of 100,000 could die were discounted by some, but the numbers kept rising. And on the front lines, doctors and nurses were at war. In the last two years, it's been very overwhelming and can be frightening. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, everything was unknown, so we kind of didn't know how to deal with COVID. Morgan Roverud is a nurse in the ICU at Cedars-Sinai. It was definitely scary. A lot of the times I, you know, felt like, how can I do this? But I think with a lot of like the teamwork aspect, especially here at Marina Del Rey, the teamwork and the friendships that you form with the staff and um, other leadership, um, when you feel supported, it just makes everything easier. And it's that teamwork, learning from one another, when so much was unknown that the medical staff says made the difference. When the ICU was overwhelmed, patients were dying and numbers were rising, they were learning. There was a cohesiveness, I suppose, because everyone, everyone was on this uh, same mission together, you know, to take care of all these patients. But it was also sad and at times it, it felt hopeless. It felt like, are, are we going to make it out of this as a society? Uh, people are just getting sick left and right and dying left and right. Are we ever going to get out of this? That wave of death that Dr. Friedman saw unfolding in New York, he knew was coming to California and elsewhere, and it did wave after wave. And essentially, whenever a patient would check in with any sort of COVID-like symptom, immediately they would get escorted into one of these tents, and there was always a one registered nurse... The halls here at Cedar sinai would also become full. The sound of ventilators at work filled the hallways. COVID was killing Americans. But many didn't see it happening or notice refrigerated trucks or body bags that were being brought in. We never quite seen that many patients that were that critically ill on ventilators uh, before. Um, so first of all, it was, it was exhausting. The days were long. Everybody was working um, extra shifts, extra hours. People were doubling up on shifts. People were having to be creative, had to marshal resources. In March of 2020, the pandemic became real for many Americans, with schools closing, theme parks shutting down, stores being told to lock their doors, and NBA games being canceled at tip-off. You see the officials conferring here prior to the start of this game. But it didn't take long for restrictions to become political. By mid-April, President Trump was tweeting for states to be liberated, telling Americans to ignore rules and saying the virus will go away. Dr. Friedman says it was difficult to walk out of the hospital here and see people ignoring medical guidance. Probably one of the hardest things, I think, out of any of the healthcare workers, certainly those of us who worked in the intensive care unit, um, there was a temptation, I think, from all of us to run out there and scream and shake people and tell people, do you realize how bad this can be? Do you realize what it looks like inside of the hospital? You should be wearing masks. You should be getting vaccinated. Um, it was enormously frustrating. Um, and um, I think as, as time went on and as the population wanted to move on from the virus, but of course the virus did not want to move on from us, um, it made our jobs even that much more difficult because it was, it was sort of felt like you were fighting a war, but when you returned home from the battle, people just simply didn't believe that war was even occurring. Uh, and that was one of the hardest, I think, emotional and uh, just mental things for us all to 
get through as healthcare providers. And now today, after so much heartache and so many Americans lost to the virus, Dr. Friedman saying a big number of the deaths could have been prevented. The hope that maybe we're done with the worst of it and we can live with COVID. With the vaccines that still work well against variants and the increase in um, antiviral medications that we now have, um, including oral medications that people can take even as outpatients to prevent hospitalization, as well as um, intravenous monoclonal antibodies that can uh, be given to the highest risk patients to help prevent hospitalization. With the combination of all those things, we should hopefully be able to control some of those numbers better than we have in the past. Now the big tent at this hospital has come down. It's quieter. There are still COVID patients, but not as many. And there is hope and rebirth. Kind of like even like the mask kind of mask mandate lifting. It's kind of like, wow, like, okay, are we, we're coming into a time where we have enough vaccinated individuals in, you know, the United States. It's safe now to kind of go resume our normal life. See, I think a lot of us were happy about that. But they have so many scars from all of the lives lost. It's a staggering number. Uh, I think it's a number that most people have a hard time fathoming, even what a million people would look like. Um, and I think it's, it's also really disappointing as a medical provider to realize that many of those deaths probably didn't need to have happened. I'm Alex Stone, ABC News in Marina del Rey, California.